When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 157 of Howdy Man. Welcome to 2022, and Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, this has been a while since I've done this podcast. Um, I'm afraid that's just, I was so busy because I went, as you may know, back to, not back to college, started college for the first time ever in DCU in September, and then it all opened up and there were loads of gigs, so I was just full on. And doing uh, coming up to Christmas, it was just full on with Christmassy gigs and uh, doing assignments and all that kind of crack. So um, it was just full on, and I just couldn't do this podcast. So uh, now I have a little break after Christmas. Uh, I started to get back into it again, and I've had my booster. That was a, over a week ago, so I'm fully boosted now. I didn't even get much of a reaction to it either. I was bit tired, bit achy for a, a while, took a few Neurofen and I was fine. In fact, uh, yesterday, which was about a week after I took the booster, I went for a run on the beach there at Mornington. I was a bit slow, 25, 25 minutes, 40 seconds for a 20, for a 5k. I'm trying, you know, I'd like to get under 25 minutes uh, I've been trying to get under 20 minutes for ages, but just when I get to a certain time, I, uh, I get, things get busy. I had to stop running as well, stop running the last few months. I just had no time for anything. Such a busy student. But there were so many gigs happening, it was, um, it was really full on. And now it's just gone again. I've only got three gigs in this coming month. I don't know how the hell I'm going to survive. I'm over, and they're over in the UK, nothing in Ireland. I'm over, and if you're in the UK and you're anywhere near these areas, uh, on the 13th of January, I'm in the Green Room in Stockport. 14th of January, Redgrave Theatre, Bristol. 15th of January, Palace Theatre, Mansfield. Uh, yeah, so if you're over there, I'm doing this show called Celebrating Father Ted, and we uh, watch the episode I was in, and then do Q and A, and then we do the stand up and stand up and interaction. So we'll, I'll do a lovely girls competition, and uh, new thing I'm adding uh, in the next sh- few shows. I'm going to reenact, if in a small way, the uh, over seventies football match. So I've actually purchased Zimmer frames over in the UK. I'll collect them when I go over there. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I'll get a football and a few goals or whatever and just have a bit of crack uh, on the stage. 
um, as well as doing me stand up and all that malarkey. Um, so, uh, well, without further ado, uh, I'm going to uh, let you have a listen to a little chat I did with a girl called Aka Seathery. <laughs> Can you tell me, how did you get into cosplay, performing, and why? So, about two years ago, um, when I saw some of, you know, my favorite animes and characters, I thought, oh, wow, they, they look so cool, you know, I'd really like to look like that. And I knew nothing really about cosplay. I'd been to conventions, and I'd seen people, you know, dressing up, and I didn't really know too much about that as a hobby or as a career. Mm. And I started looking up online some of my favorite characters and looking up cosplayers that cosplay them. And I was like, wow, like their makeup, how they style their wigs. It's so cool, you know, how realistic they can look to those characters and how they can bring them to life. I thought that's something I really like to do, you know. And I knew that it'd be quite a lot of work, you know, to go from like stage zero. I mean, I'd been into makeup and I'd been into clothes designing and sewing already. So I felt like I had slightly like taking a step already that would help me with that um so yeah i started with my first character was alba from the game dramatical murder and then after that i just started looking at uh shows i liked like one piece and you know how there were great pirates that sail the seas and i thought wow like so i started to expand that idea and started to take it in a direction that only a few cosplayers do, which is to kind of relive certain moments or certain scenes from animes that make you feel a little bit more kind of close to the character. So, for example, I did like a two-week sailing trip to learn more about sailing, specifically because I wanted to cosplay Luffy from One Piece. And the same with... uh, cosplaying Kaito, who I'm cosplaying now, I decided that, you know, dancing was something that I had liked as a child, but not something I had really experimented with as an adult. So I thought, well, why not do that rather than just cosplay, you know, a performing character? Why not start to learn those performances and and bring it to life for real rather than just in pictures, you know, which can be edited to look better and all of that. But someone who really brings the character to life in more ways than one was something that really enticed me. So I suppose that's what started me on my journey with that. Oh, right. So you really actually want to get inside the character. Yeah, for sure. Like if there's a character that loves to write, for example, like one of the characters I cosplay, I will write a load of text and spend, you know, four hours just writing similar stuff so that I can feel in that headset if they... And it's the same, like, if they like coffee, I'll start drinking coffee for several days before I cosplay them. If they're a character that likes a specific sport or something like that. And I feel like it helps me gain different experiences in areas I normally wouldn't or I wouldn't have had an interest in. So it helps me, like you know, have more fun with it as well and try things that I maybe wouldn't have tried mm. if I hadn't been in cosplay. So I really feel like cosplay has allowed me to try a lot of new things mm. that I, I probably wouldn't have if I didn't, you know. But that's incredible because like even, um, you know, actors hardly go to that 
extreme to, to do a character in a film. Like, go, you went for two weeks sailing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I, I, it wasn't even about taking pictures. I have no pictures from that trip because I wasn't cosplaying on it because, you know, mm. it was supposed to be like a real life feel for it so we obviously were wearing the gear it's we were sailing to the Faroe Islands we weren't in some straw hats like Luffy and sailing in the Grand Line and it was 40 degrees you know Mm. but it was more about feeling you know feeling the wind in your hair and feeling what it's like to be scared on the ocean so that when you're taking pictures on a boat in the future you're not just posing like oh you know look how pretty I can look you're thinking back to those scenarios that you've experienced and being like wow I was angry at that moment I was scared in that in that time when we were on the ocean we nearly crashed you know so you can really kind of Mm. get into character more I feel and it kind of just automatically came to me there's not I think that many cosplayers that go to that extreme Mm. but for me it just makes the whole experience more fun yeah and uh with these characters, then um, some of them you learned you would do a da- uh, performance. Yeah. So, so uh, the cosplay that I am now is Kaito, and obviously he's a Vocaloid. That's who you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kaito is a Vocaloid, mm. and there are various other Vocaloids that people would be more familiar with, like Hatsumiku, mm. uh, a female, um, who I do plan to do in the future. Um, but again, oh, sorry, what is a Vocaloid? So a vocal Vocaloid is actually a program, a software, a music software program where you can take synthesized voices created by uh, real life vocalists, but they sound quite robotic and synthesized because they are put through this program called Vocaloid. So then about 10 or so years ago, they decided to um, create these hologram Uh, animated characters that would perform those synthesized songs on stage with dances and there's a lot of people that come together you know um, to create that show so there's the performers the people that make the MMD the dances and they put together live shows in Japan and they've started to spread across Europe to have these live shows as well so basically it's a hologram on a screen but Mm. it's almost completely you know, realistic and 3D that you feel like that animated character is really there singing that song. Mm. And I I really think that that's something super enticing. And not only do I want to cosplay characters like Kaito, but I would actually love in the future to um, create these um, vocal tracks for, for Vocaloids because music is like another passion that I have mm. and another hobby I have on the side. So being able to, co- you know, combine that with cosplay would be super exciting. But because I really love performing and I have for years, I felt like those were characters be- because basically, you know, I don't want to be performing, which a lot of people do. And I think that's great as a character that wouldn't perform, right? If it's just some office dude in a in a in a show he's mm. probably not going to get up on stage unless he's drunk in a karaoke and and, and perform some songs so mm. i wanted a cosplay characters that actually do that so that i could do that at conventions and have a reason to perform on stage for people and talk about my hobby that way yeah. rather than again just you know in pictures so. because what you do uh, with the other uh, characters is you do short videos or pictures and uh, on instagram mostly yeah mostly on instagram yeah. i've you know tried twitch and Twitter and Facebook, mm. but I feel like Instagram is the best place for sharing like, you know, reels and pictures. And that's where most cosplayers are for, for that niche. I think Instagram is quite good for that. But 
then at conventions across you know europe there's tons of anime and manga conventions mm. and they do have shows that are going on and only specific people, I suppose, who enjoy performance would get up in cosplay and do some. Either they reenact a scene from their favorite show, who they're cosplaying from, or for me, uh, you know, I perform one of Kaito's performances or songs as accurately as possible. But that takes several, several weeks of endless days of practice to mm. get that accurate, you know. And I think there's only maybe a handful of people across the world who are doing Vocaloid performances. Um, and cheers to them because, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's fun and I enjoy it. And I suppose that's the main thing. Yeah. Mm. And you make the costumes yourself. I don't make everything myself. Um, I've weighed it up that, you know, sometimes, you know, it, the amount of time that it would take to make a simple jacket you could buy and then alter with sewing. Um, I think altering cosplays after you buy them is super important, at least for me, because it feels like they fit your shape, they fit your form a lot better. So it feels more natural that you are that character with an outfit that fits because, you know, you buy these often one fits all sizes from China or wherever, and they don't look great on everybody. They're too big, they're too small, they're too plastic. So for me, like this Kaido outfit I made from scratch and it took maybe two weeks Mm. and it probably cost even more than it would have to buy Mm. but i feel like it's really accurate and another Mm. thing that i really take seriously with cosplay is that when if you were to meet me in person in cosplay i want the clothes to not feel like some plastic like a lot of the ones that you buy i want them to feel like well what would that character's would they be you know wearing wool is it a cold place is it a warm place is it some light cotton or linen so i try to imagine their outfits even though we see them on screen as two or 3d what would that fabric actually be like what would it feel like if you were to meet them so again it kind of adds to that realistic vibe from it yeah yeah uh uh, so uh can you tell me about the what you're wearing like how do you yeah so um these boots are just regular black boots that I bought. Um, I obviously lined them then with some silk fabric and then I put uh, lights into the shoes so that they light up like a lot of the Vocaloids do. And I think that's not something that a lot of people do. Yeah. Can't find my on switch. Oh, wow, uh, cool. They look very good like on stage because yeah. it's often very dark yeah. and they glow. Um, yeah. The jacket is actually was originally a, a lab coat that yeah. was retransformed. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, but the night before the performance, it was kind of last minute when I performed at Anna Night in Austria yeah. uh, in 2021. Um, my sewing machine needle snapped. So I was sewing a fabric that was too yeah. thick. Oh. So the cuffs ended up having to be hand sewn. And I was hand sewing the last stitches on the plane on the way over. Really? <laughs> and the crew were like, you, you can't be sewing with a sharp needle. And I was like, do you understand? I can't just have one cuff. <laughs> and so it went in really last minute with this. But um, mm. again, it's, it's all the enjoyment of it, really. Like, of course, mm. there are some characters that are just wearing very normal clothes. Like if there's a character that's wearing jeans and a T-shirt, you know, you can just go out and buy some mm. that look realistic for that you don't need to buy or make that cosplay Mm. um i wear contact lenses Um, these are prescription um, from tdi 
Um, the ones you have in now are prescription. They are, yeah. Wow. They last for a year. So I'm long-sighted, so you can get them prescription or non-prescription if, if you don't need them. But you can yeah. use these for driving or reading. Wow. Um, but I, I find them really comfortable. I know some people um, find them really irritating or that they can't see right through them. But they, they, it's something that doesn't really bother me and I feel like it really adds to the cosplay. So I really enjoy wearing contacts. So you can get prescription uh, colored contacts. Yeah. You can just order them online, isn't yeah, it? So yeah, so TDI um, oh. is uh, a great uh, resource for uh, contact lenses because as far as I'm aware, now there might be others, but they're the only ones that I know of that you can choose per eye, not even per set, Yeah. what prescription is in what eye. And then they last yeah. for the year. A little bit more expensive than other ones that you w- might buy for a day use. But yeah, yeah. the fact that I can use them for, you know, in real life if I wanted to, yeah. um, it, it's, it's, it's really cool. That's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really great. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you, you do a good few of these uh cosplay shows like you you're talking about vienna i know you were talking mm. about one in leeds there recently i think that was cancelled though was it or it was yeah i yeah. got to um perform at uh comic salons in slovakia as well mm. this year um and that was that was really exciting that was one of the countries i haven't been to i've traveled a lot but i hadn't mm. been to slovakia and um yeah that was a really exciting show it was quite short uh, because they were quite stuck for time because remember these conventions were cancelled in 2020 completely so an awful lot of people who had been you know planned to perform the previous year Mm. were were, you know performing in 2021 so a lot of new coming artists they didn't have you know they they weren't on the waiting list basically yeah so um there's a vocaloid show in um the end of february in birmingham Mm. um and i'm in talks with performing with them but again you know with the way things are that might be cancelled at this stage but um if not i would love to keep you know, traveling and performing for that because, you know, not only is it about the performance, but I'd spend all day at the convention, you know, either in the cos that cosplay or another cosplay. And you meet, you meet other cosplayers who are, you know, other characters in that show. So you can get group photos and things like that. But unfortunately I kind of, I've been cosplaying for like two years, Mm. but I only started taking it seriously about a year ago where I was taking serious pictures and, you know, really working hard and not just doing it without makeup or without a wig and just kind of trying it out. Mm. Um, putting stuff online because, again, that's kind of like without conventions, that was the only way people could meet each other, um, like online. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's um, it's a great way to kind of interact with people in real life. Um, but, again, it's, it's all been mask wearing and everything since yeah. I've been into cosplay because it's been like a year and a half, so... The conventions have been far and few between and you have to wear masks at the conventions as well. So it kind of, I want to say like it, 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 it hinders the, the, yeah. the cosplay, but I've seen so many creative people like taking some cowboy character they're cosplaying and, and, and making their own types of masks to go with them. Yeah. You know, if it looks metal, then they've, you know, outlined it with some gold lining. And like people go all the way with wearing masks at conventions and they're, they really adhere to it and they really kind of make that part of their outfit. And I think that's really creative and yeah. really great to see, especially the younger people, you know, are real, yeah. really inspirational. Yeah, That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so then in, in life in general, um, you 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 would cosplay just go around like you know uh interact with people as a character would you or so i don't I, act as much not, in not, character not in character yeah. but, but you'd 
I have got, I go out a lot in public in cosplay. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, seeing as I got into it during the restrictions, we didn't mm. have any other way of going out and taking pictures, like meet a photographer, or anything like that. So yeah. you were going out in your local area and finding ruins or finding cool buildings and having somebody take pictures with you or take them yourself, which is a little harder. And just like, I think that was a great way of like, you know, I prefer natural locations for pictures rather than a backdrop or a, you know, photo shoot location. For me, I love, again, this realistic idea of this character actually on the water, this character, you know, actually, you know, out in nature and not Mm. just some backdrop of that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I cosplay probably like, it depends, four or five times a week if there's not a lot else that I'm doing um sometimes maybe only once a week if I'm working hard to one particular cosplay yeah um but I love to show it off and I love to explain to people what it is if they don't understand and of course some people just think that you have some crazy attire on and they're like oh great outfit like who are you you know like not as in cosplay but just in they you know they think that that's your fashion or whatever and I suppose it is I suppose it is you know to a certain extent it is your fashion if you're going out and that doing your shopping then it is your fashion for today it's what you're wearing you know and but I have to say I've had a really 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 positive experience from people I know I've heard stories I did an interview show um on Instagram last year Mm. I think we interviewed 74 cosplayers across the world Mm. and a lot of people mentioned things like bullying or shaming for people in cosplay but I have to say I have not experienced any of that and I feel very grateful for that I have not experienced any negativity or anyone saying anything negative you know even if it's not something they're into they'd say oh that's great you know well done I'm mm. glad that you like it you know so I've had a really positive response that's all I can say that's you know cool. from from my perspective and uh, yeah yeah and I was talking to you about uh I was playing a character for a, a shoot there recently and then went shopping for that character. And then I was going, I actually like these clothes. So maybe that's a good way to shop for clothes. Pretend you're a character and then look mm. for those clothes. That's Yeah, that's really accurate. I mean, a lot yeah. of the cosplays that I say that I make, yeah. I often go to secondhand shops or charity shops, as we call them here, and and buy secondhand fabrics and clothes and cut them up and use them because they're a lot cheaper than buying new. You're also recycling them. And I think that's a really positive way of doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that at least 70% of all my clothes are originally from cosplays. Right, yeah. You know, and I might mix and match them when I'm not in cosplay and just be like, oh, those are, you know, Clear's boots or those are like, you know, Misaki's jacket. But it, it works quite well, I think, to... Because otherwise you'd have too many clothes, right? You know? Yeah. But uh, that you weren't wearing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What we need more of is characters that wear winter clothes, <laughs> especially in Ireland, because uh, I I don't have enough uh, characters that wear winter clothing. So I either go out freezing or I try to say, well, they would wear this yeah. if they were here. <laughs> yeah. If they were here in Ireland, they definitely wear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so most of the characters you're saying they're from either anime or are they vocaloid? For me, it's anime and vocaloids. I know yeah. a lot of people cosplay characters from mangas and games. Mm. Um, and I do play some games, but I haven't really connected with any characters at the point that I want to cosplay them. Yeah. Um, and another, like, I mean, there's so many different types of cosplay. And there's a lot of people that make um, armors from scratch, swords, weapons, you know. Oh, right, um, yeah. LARPing is another big part of cosplay where you 
are as acting as that character and you meet um, with others with melee weapons and they sort of play fight in a safe way. Yeah. Um, and that's very exciting. Something I haven't done yet, but something I would like to do. Um, I know that's very popular in Iceland and in Germany. Not as far as I'm aware, so popular here. Mm. But again, I, I, I haven't cosplayed a lot of characters from games mm. as such. But um, that's just, that's... I suppose, my preference of, you know, what I like to cosplay as. And I, I do try to pick characters that look similar to my build. Yeah. Now, I'm quite short i'm quite small mm. so you know i know you could edit the pictures but i'd rather avoid you know super buff characters right. because that are super tanned and it just doesn't suit my build especially if it was real life you know that wasn't very accurate so i try to yeah. pick smaller you know small daintier characters so <laughs> yeah yeah i must say it their photos look amazing on instagram just look amazing oh thank you so much i mm. i i i don't do a lot of photoshop edits a little bit um mm. maybe to enhance the color of the eyes or mm. you know fix the wig if it seemed a little bit crooked or you know if something was blowing in the wind but i try to make them as realistic as possible mm. um, but i'm looking at ways to kind of share more because i think i have like three thousand pictures backed up yeah. over the last two years but you know instagram instagram's algorithm only allows you to kind of post one picture a day and I know they have like a carousel where you can post up to 10, um, but they would all be like related to the same character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I really want to find a platform that's like very picture based that allows you to, you know, post a lot of pictures of cosplay. Mm. There are a few out Tumblr, there. But the... maybe, but yeah, yeah, I do have Tumblr. Mm. Um, mm. I've had Tumblr since I was like maybe 11. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of niche communities on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think not like a, not a lot of content is being posted regularly on Tumblr. It's yeah. mostly on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, I'm not really doing TikTok, but I will eventually get into that. I think it's just more about time. You can't do everything, I suppose, at the yeah. one time. You got to experiment with what's working for you now, you know? Yeah. Um, and if yeah. people want to see you on Instagram, what's your... Um, it's Akadino-san, so A-K-A-D-I-N-O-S-A-N. Okay. Um, I often get asked, what does Akadino-san mean? Or where did you come up with that name? So it means uh, Mr. Red Dino mm. in Japanese. Um, and I guess I love dinos. Uh, red is probably my favorite color. And I 99% of the time only cosplay male characters. Uh, so Mr. Red Dino and Akadino San just sounded like it rolled it off the tongue. Sounds great. Yeah. So I just love that username. So um, and then of course my name is Aka that I go by. So yeah. I guess it kind of fit together. So I'm Akadino San on, on all social media. So. Ah, okay, cool. Well, listen. Yeah. Thanks a lot for chatting to me. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. That's the brilliant Aka. And the character that Aka was talking about during that interview and was dressed as during that interview is Kaito. So you can look up Kaito on YouTube. That's K-A-I-T-O. 
and Kaito is a Vocaloid. And, of course, if you just look up Vocaloids on YouTube, you'll find lots of these Japanese Vocaloids. Um, Aka's actually in my year in college and uh, I've gotten to know her over the last few months and she's fantastic. We worked together on one of the assignments and she's brilliant. Um, I still haven't seen her perform, but I'm, I would love to uh, in the future. And yeah, she's just amazing. So uh, hopefully now I'll get a few more people on and we'll uh, keep this going. Bit of a shock, I suppose, uh, just starting college for the first time and uh, I needed to just concentrate on that. I mean, part of my... It's it's a media course, so doing a podcast would, would actually really kind of be part of what I'm doing in, in a sense. But... Uh, uh, I had these assignments, I had to write essays and all that malarkey and coding was unbelievable. If anyone has learned HTML coding, I I hadn't I had no idea what it was before September and uh it I thought how the f- how am I gonna do this? But it did end up unbelievable what you can learn in two months or ten weeks, I think. I did end up designing a website coding it and that is just unbelievable like he it's amazing what you can learn when you're pushed to do it and then uh once all the assignments were in and i uh, had two or three two or whatever three weeks off christmas i thought oh so many things i want to do and i didn't do a lot of them because once you don't have a deadline you just sit around watching television or looking at youtube or whatever anyway there you go listen to someone's podcast Anyway, that's it. Uh, I'm going to have somebody else. I'm going to get someone else on next week, but I'm not sure who it is yet. But thanks for uh, checking this out. And uh, see ya, Ferry. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.